podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. I was gonna go to court yeah. before I got high. Uh, I was gonna pay my child support, but then I got high. No, you wasn't. Uh, they took my whole paycheck, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, hey, cause I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. Rahim, Rahim, Rahim. You definitely got us high of a Monday. It's the Day Trippers. Now, Trev again, and the bunker actually has a win to talk about. So times are a change, my friends. Times are a change, and we've very much got a win to talk about. And some of the mayhem and madness that went on with it was, has got lots of stuff going and lots of hairs up on back. Um, and then we have the semi with Timmy Tactics to get into. I don't know where we can start with that one, but once it ends up with a win and another trip to Wembley, that'll be the main thing. And um, tonight, joining me, Phil Casey, I've got Paul Brennan, the man who was actually at the game on Monday. That's right, a day tripper at the game. We believe he purchased a Newcastle and Liverpool half and half scarf and he's due to bring it in and wear it around his neck um, we've also got the man with the stories Mr Andy Young so you sh- and then finally we have the fellow with the worst quiff in Europe it's Neil Gray so come on journey with me through time and space as we take a walk through the bunker at Tripperdom there you go <laughs> <laughs> I'm not used to this. I'm not used to I get on Skype. not allowed the electrical devices. Chuck. Chuck Downey. Right, um so a win, lads. And it was a win. Um and it was what back to back wins now going into going into the FA Cup semi final. But you know, with City's lost, does it give us a bit of hope? The, is there a glimmer? Is it you know, could top four be on are we banking on a on a city collapse here, Andy? Yeah, well like no, it's it's nice to it's nice to know that there there might be something to play for. There's a little bit of hope. Like you know mm-hmm. ironically United have kind of given Liverpool a bit of a lifeline and you know, City look like they could be beaten by anyone. Mm-hmm. It's just you know, it's down to whether we can actually go on and win all, not all the games, but even the, most of them. Yeah, it could be possible. But just Monday night wouldn't give you a hell of a lot of hope. Mm. I mean, they had a really, really poor team came to Anfield to be destroyed and Liverpool just didn't step up and, and do what they should have done to them. Mm. It would have been a statement and unfortunately they didn't make that statement. Okay, okay. Well, well, we'll get into the performance in a bit, but Neil, are you feeling positive? Um. 
is there anything is there anything to grasp yeah, from this? Yeah, well, it's a semi cup semi final coming up the weekend, isn't it? I'm fairly positive about that. Mm. I think we're, I think we'll I think we'll win that, and we're progressing to the final. But more so on, on top four hopes. Given top four, listen, I don't expect I expect us to drop points before the end of the season. So maybe three, like t- thinking of the Chelsea game in particular. So that's a seven point deficit. Mm. There's no way we're going to sit here. We're going to lose that. What's the eight games left? Is there? No, the six, six. Six. I can't see it happening. It, there's a little bit of hope there. It's vain hope. It'll keep the interest going till towards the end of the season, but I can't see it happening in all honesty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Saturday, I mean, the game on Monday, it hardly give you much hope, like Andy said. Like, they were there to be being, we, we battered them for 40 minutes. We They came into it then for another half an hour, and then we took over again, but we couldn't put it away. But mm. at the same time, it's three points you need at this, uh, this stage of the season, and that's what we got. Mm, mm. And I suppose all, all, all runs of form have to start somewhere. Paul, you were there. Were you feeling confident coming out of the ground? Uh, yeah, I, I didn't think it was that bad of a performance. Obviously, we could have hockeyed them by more. Sterling could have had a hat trick, like, and we could have put a few more goals away. But yeah, other than that, you know, Newcastle had a kind of period, probably fifteen minutes either side of the halftime. Like that was it. Like yeah, we could have we could have beaten them by more. But I was happy enough with it. And uh, I don't I don't think we're going to catch C. Like Neil says, like it's we're we're going to draw points and like unless they have some huge collapse like we're not gonna mm. it's like it is nice to kind of see how we can finish the season see if we can put a bit of pressure on them but I don't think we're gonna catch them I suppose, and let me play devil's advocate here because I don't normally play that role but <laughs> um, we're talking about this we're looking at our own form now if you go to the Arsenal United games and take them out of it the run of form that we've been on is crazy, you know. Remove those Arsenal United it's losses. It is remarkable, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously, when you lose back-to-back games, you will lose a bit of confidence in the whole lot. Did none of you feel it in the performance? It was much. It was a much better attacking performance. This is going into the performance itself, Andy. Like when we look at City, and, and, and the reason why I, I asked this question uh, uh, straight out is because City's run of form is almost the complete opposite of ours. We've made up nearly seventeen points in City since mm. since Christmas, mm. you know, mm. um, and they just aren't winning games. Like going back to your own favourite one about the two points per game average City are nowhere near that at the moment yet we're in and around the two points per game from Christmas onwards you know so that's why I'm looking at there is a glimmer that wasn't there before now it's interesting that you mentioned performance because performance gives fans confidence and if you don't have performances you don't have confidence what for you then was the disappointment part of it because and I I, I probably loaded a bit in, in terms of asking you You've always been a big advocate of a really mobile front three. Yeah. And and if you look at that first half, especially the first half in the last twenty minutes or so, it was very mobile and it was it was making chances. Yeah, no, I'm not there's nothing nothing <coughs> about that. It's really like Rogers found something in the the three four two one kind of thing that, that got us going for a while. And like a lot of spells under Rogers, something worked for a while and then Swansea kind of figured it out and it kind of just went downhill from there we are badly beaten by United well you know okay we could have got something out of it but yeah. and we're definitely badly beaten by Arsenal but he's abandoned that now and he's actually went to something that I was scared of calling for before that more of a flat back four and you know more bodies up forward and busy and the way storage is being playing you probably wouldn't have him near the team even if he was fit so I was happy to see them up there but I was just disappointed that we didn't put them to bed um, they did start off quite attacking I felt this is the formation this is the shape and this is the potential for a night where we can blow this team away because yeah. I knew I'd seen Newcastle and everybody knew how bad they were and how bad their manager is and all that and I was just disappointed <coughs> that 
it was a game that we could have just put. We even put sort of five or six goals past anyone this season. Mm. You know what I mean? Sterling's the top scorer there with seven or something like that. You know, it was it was with with City um, getting beaten by United. It it gives Liverpool a real opportunity, and I just fit, just didn't look like a team that believed that this is on again. Mm. And the fans of this, you know, didn't seem like they felt like it was on again. So that's what just has me a little bit down. But if I see something. You know, if I see a real performance on Sunday against Villa and then the following week, mm. then I can start believing again. But just right now at this present moment, mm. I don't think Liverpool are going to do their part. I think City are definitely going to drop enough points for Liverpool to catch them. Mm. But it's about Liverpool giving Catching them. Yeah. yeah. Neil? Um, I think there's a little element that listen, those fans are never happy. How many times have to lower teams lower end of the, particularly this end of the season lower down in the league where they're kind of safe just come to Anfield and we can't put them away like we did put them away we took the three points and at this end of the season that's all that really matters I know what Andy's saying the performance wasn't there we didn't score loads of goals but is that really relevant now because we're not going to catch City's goals difference anyway Yeah, we got the three points that's all that matters we're still mm. in it like if, we're st- if, if it keeps us as fans if it keeps us entertained till the last two or three till the last two games I'm happy Means that what more can you want? Three points, two nil. Mm. It wasn't. I wasn't that excited watching. I was a little bit bored watching actually. But at the same time, sure, what more? We got. There's only ever three points available. <laughs> yeah, but like I'm probably hinting at my own view. But Paul, performance-wise, was it not light years in terms of an, an attacking performance? Is it was it not light years away from what we've seen in the last three games and e- even the Blackburn game? Because going back to Andy's point, that was another absolutely shy team, and we weren't creating chances at all. It was you know it was a narrow win that that, that we managed to pull out of. But this one, we were making chances. Yeah, you know? I, th- I think the Blackburn game was always going to be a horrible one, like a cup turn away <coughs> like that. And like it was, I. Especially after the two games we just had, I think it was always going to be kind of a bit of a slog. I was—I ha- remember we were talking on WhatsApp about what we should do in the Arsenal game, and I said that it was the last time I wanted it to see. You know, the three for three for definite. I said that I wanted. That. I didn't think we should be kind of married to it now that teams kind of figured out how to play against it. So I was happy enough to see like a, another like a four-three-three. Um, yeah, I think you could you could tell. There was a lot more fluidity in the front three with those three mobile players yeah. up top. Um, storage, that's for me. You have to try and get them into the team, but like it, it is a big, big problem at the moment. Like, how would you? Because like you'd almost say like you could play that front three again in the next game. Yeah. So yeah, it's another one for Rogers to try and figure out. But mm. I, I was happy enough with. Do you think he's dropped the three centre half thing, or is that just necessity? I'm. For me, I think you will go back to it the weekend once he has skirt available because I, I don't think there was enough. If looking at the the overall performance, I think attacking wise we performed a lot better than we have done. But defensively, I thought we were a lot weaker than we'd looked for for a while. Against what you're saying is it was a, a, a poor Newcastle side. But let's 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 deal with the really positive aspects of, of the performance. Coutinho, and, yeah, because and <laughs> yeah. I know you're really excited about Coutinho when you're watching the game. Yeah. And let's be honest about it, the fellow plays played in a, you know the, the false nine position as such, mm. and he just lit up that first half. And even his in, his, his impact in the second half was just just magical. Like you know, yeah. you know how good. Is he like we've we've talked we've talked about him all season as a, as a, as an attacking player he's probably he's by far and away our best attacking player over the over the course of the season, but how good how good in in a position that's not really what you would have put him into this false nine, how good was he there? Yeah, but he, like on paper he was sort of the the most forward forward, mm. but like 
he kind of just played his own role anyway. He dropped very deep, you know, he got, got on the ball, he turned, he'd space. Like, he finds space no matter where he is. Like, he's absolutely quality. Like, I mean, I remember at the start of the season we were talking about with Suarez going, like, he was going to take over the mantle and, I mean, we all pretty much agreed this could be the season for Coutinho. And he, he has, he has stepped up on a level and, like, he does, he does pose an extra goal threat. And I just, I just think it's, it's brilliant to have a player of such quality at the club like you know when you lose big players like Suarez mm. you, you, you expect and you hope that, that that's not it mm. but like there's still some real quality and, and Coutinho there's no one better really yeah. you know to kind of get you excited I mean when he did that back heel, <laughs> yeah. I just laughed my head off. Is that the back heel that he kind of nutmegged someone with a back heel? Yeah. yeah. The tri- was tree, unreal, wasn't it? tree players just followed him yeah. and the next thing the ball was gone the other way. Yeah, I mean, that's that that's that's what it's all about football for me. Like it's yeah. just give, giving you that piece of entertainment mm-hmm. in the game, and you'd watch them all day. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose Neil taking that on, like you know, we we've seen John Terry that bastion of, of English football. I don't know what you're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about him being his player of the year. Yeah, I've seen that. Like yeah. the, you know, this this is the impact that, that that Coutinho is having on the league. You know, players are starting to recognise his ability. What does it say in, in terms of what he's bringing all the time to, to, to well, the Well, the first thing I think it might say is like the... the um, <clears throat> He's compared to Hazard and, and John Terry picked him ahead of Eden Hazard. I mean, that speaks volumes for me. Like, you know, I think we're a little bit afraid to say sometimes how good he is because in case someone comes and take us, takes him off us. But yeah, so he's the, well, I, t- I was watching a match with a mate when I was watching it, I was saying, who do you think is player of the season? And then he done that little thing. It was just, ah, Coutinho is. What are we even mm, talking about yeah. him for? You know what I mean? And kind of every, every 10 minutes you're kind of oohing and ahhing about watching him, aren't you? He kind of gets you going. And yeah, like you said, he's enter- it's entertainment, mm. doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, he's brilliant, and you get, there's another level for him to go up again, isn't it? Like you can yeah. see him progressing. Like from where he was, he, remember he had that dip mid-season, mm. and I was thinking, is he going? Will he be able to go back up to that level? But there's even more to come, I think. Mm. Like it's exciting; these are exciting times, and he's he's outshone Sterling this year, definitely. Anyway, but that's more than that. <coughs> Sterling's fault, I think, on the yeah. hash point. But what was it, shisha point? The Antonox. Well, given that we're, we're, we're on to Raheem, <laughs> the dream machine. Mm. Come here, Paul. Did, did I, like when I read the story? When I saw the story on on, on Telegraph, or whatever, when they published it, um, I was confused. I thought he was actually inhaling that stuff that they stick in cars. You know, what's it? The nitrous nitrous oxide. Fast and furious stuff. That's fucking well, performance. Nitrous oxide. That's it? laughing yeah. gas, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's not yeah. nitrous oxide. Yeah. yeah. And that's what they stick into the cars. Yeah, I'm not into cars. They put in cars. No, what's the? They might put the. No, uh, it's the same stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but like that. That what he was. The laughing gas is a mixture: seventy percent nitrous oxide and the thirty percent oxygen. Okay, you don't put the pure gear in, no. No, well, <laughs> you, because you'd uh, you'd because you'd, just, you'd collapse. <laughs> run kill you, be, you, I run really you fast. Be, uh, you wouldn't be inhaling any oxygen. So, uh, true that. Yeah, okay. you know what I mean. You'd, <laughs> you'd end up just passing out. And it could kill you, um. But it's like when I read the story, like, look, I know all about that medication, and I know it's dangerous and it's addictive, and it's it gives it's an it's a it's a substance that it's not to be abused. You know what I mean? It's like when I read that story, I was just I was disgusted. What is a what is a fella twenty one years of age uh, with the world that's feet going around abusing a gas a medical gas? What's that all about? That makes no sense to me. Well, Paul, do you want to surmise why he's out having a bit of crack? 
Oh, no, I did. Like, I, I was basically off the grid for the weekend. I was, I was only figuring this out. Like, you went with me. It was a different <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you got thrown out of a few clubs with us. Uh, the, uh, like, I, I only saw it. And then, you know, the, the pipe thing as well. Mm. Like, I only found out about the two of those things at the same time. And did it, like Andy said, like, your reaction is, what the fuck is he doing? Like, mm. like, what, like why is he? Well, like, why is he at that? Even if it's just with mates or anything like that. Like, just... <laughs> Is yeah, it too much of a coincidence though it's all happening around the contract talks? Does he want to get out? Is it that? Is it, am, I, am I just being. No, no I, I, I think. I think. Is, the, is I think, his agent. I don't it? think that, like, that's not going to help him if he wants to move. Like, because clubs will look, look like that. Yeah. They don't want it, someone that's going to have a mad, a mad social oh, life. I don't that, know. Look at Suarez. He was going around biting people and everybody. Yeah, but that was on the pitch. But Suarez is he mad. You know, like he didn't. I don't think there, was, there was no. Sh- I don't think there's any type of morals in football, or and with clubs buying players or anything like that, or agents. I don't think morals account for anything. I, I but the thing about it is, like when I I just compared all you know young players like to say Gerard, right? You know, he comes in the scene like he wasn't he wasn't as clean himself, but he did. He wasn't going around acting the bollocks in his personal life, you know, like mm. that. Okay, he threw in a few mental challenges on the pitch and all that, but it was just kind of youthful exuberance, you know. But, like, Sterling has shown no respect to the club. Like, the club have gave him everything. You know what I mean? And he must be surrounded in people trying to keep him on the straight and narrow since he's since he's arrived. And even when he was at QPR as a youngster, he must have been surrounded in the right people. But taking that, Andy, right? And, and I, I, I understand, and I don't really have an issue with the, with the point that you're making that it is for a professional for a professional athlete, right? Yeah. It's, 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 it's not the most ideal way, no matter, what, no matter how harmful or how harmless the, the, the substance he's using is, it's not going to improve your performance level. He did have a decent performance though on on, on Monday night after. Yeah, but he did. But like, can, can you imagine? Can you imagine what he would be like if he just parks that? You know that sort of that sort of scene that he's in smoking them pipes and all that. Look, I know it's not. I'm not. I don't want to sound like fucking El Granda and all, but <laughs> like, yeah. which like he's not a normal young fella. He's playing for Liverpool football club he's looking to be paid 150 grand a week. He just you have to make sacrifices. Look at Jordan Spieth at the weekend. 21 years of age winning the US Masters you hardly think he's smoking pipes and fucking uh, smoking medical gas or uh, blowing medical gas like at the weekends <laughs> we don't know you just have to listen to the fella well, hang on had, had somebody said the same about like Tiger Woods and what he was up to in his private life he was life. up to all sorts of he was, he up to he was all golden boy yeah and everyone thought he was the golden boy. What, what I'm saying to you is... Ah, he was a yeah, riding though, wasn't he? Yeah, but like... like riding lots is different than that, like abusing substances. That's different, like, like, it would hardly be recommended for, you know, <laughs> for the club not to be engaging in sexual intercourse. Like, they'd probably encourage you, you well, know like, what I mean? But they're certainly not encouraging. Like, um, where, where the fuck did he even get the gas from? Because you don't just go into the shop and buy it. It's probably in the bunker. It's a, <laughs> you know... Like someone oh, no, to but, got that illegally, and he's hanging around with people like that. But oh, give, like, given, given, and one again, you have a problem with this, and you have, haven't you? I, a bit, I really yeah, do. Yeah, like, yeah, I just, yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to feel like I'm supporting <laughs> players that are taking just taking piss. the piss out of the club. Like, it's a complete lack of respect to to, to the Liverpool, the club, uh, that paying them, the fans, and the manager. Like, I, I really do think he thinks Rogers is a complete mug now. Uh, you know. <laughs> Mm. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think the players would have been doing that under Fergie? 
Well, they were well. They were definitely off out partying, right? I'm, I'm just parking the, the what it was, right? Because you remember there was that time when he had Lee Sharp and Ryan Giggs, and he ended up selling Lee Sharp because he wanted to keep Giggs away from from you know getting having the nightly night. Came over and got Lee Sharp out of a gaffer down the back of my mans. <coughs> I swear to God, allegedly. No, he did because I was looking out the window, and he sent someone over like a car came around and got me out of gaff. Yeah. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. How oh, could that be an urban legend? I'm no, sure. <laughs> no, it did happen, yeah. No, but, but I'm, I'm sure lots of, lot, what I'm sure saying lot, is that's going on. Like. But a lot of players don't won't the stories won't make the papers. Mm. Right? It's the fact that it makes the papers and it's obviously somebody in his inner circle who's released this video. We're talking about a fellow who's looking for a contract negotiation. You have a lot of things that's going on here. I fully buy your bit around a lack of respect because mm. you know but at the same time You've got to ask yourself in in real terms. What there's loads of stuff going on that we won't know about, or we never know that clubs don't even know about because it happens in their personal life. Yeah. And if it's not showing up in tests and stuff like that, the clubs don't know what's going on, right? Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I look, I, I don't, I don't disagree with your point around around the lack of respect at all. But going back to the match, did you not think it was one of his better games, Sterling? Yeah, <clears throat> he was alright. Yeah, yeah. He was I, I mean, uh, the goal was the goal was brilliant. I mean, I love that. It was Suarez esque, the way he the took it well. down, mm. had the balls to take on. Practically, you know, three players he he, he sold, mm. you know, and the finish was quality. Mm. But then he had two simpler chances in the game. Maybe he didn't finish them. So it was a, it was an okay performance, like. Paul. Yeah, you like he was he was in and out of the game. Like he could have he could have really put Newcastle to the sword. He scored a lovely goal and he he did cause them problems. But there were like some fairly big periods where he wasn't really in the game at all. Maybe, like I was, I'm not saying that's because he's like <laughs> doing whippets or whatever, but, <laughs> but he was like and I think well obviously that's kinda natural for a winger anyway, I think like that they will drift in and out of games. Yeah, but like Andy said, it was an alright performance from mm-hmm. like he, he scored a nice goal and he caused him a few problems but probably should have done better. If he scores that one, the the, the simple chance he misses, we're probably eulogizing and raving about him as much as Coutinho despite all the shit that goes on. Because he puts two goals on, puts two goals in in a game as opposed to one. That's goal. his ratio, though, isn't it? One yeah. and three. Yeah. One take one, even if it's close. That take one out. Like if, yeah. even if it's that high, it's uh, a. <clears throat> there's there's a fundamental technical connection problem with him finishing, isn't there? Like if you look, I was only ta- I was only again I was only talking about someone to this the other day. Like if you watch Fowler when he was finished, it was a perfect connection every time. Storage, for example, as well, right? Mm. Or left foot's per- his tends to come off his ankle or his shin, or he never connects mm. quite properly. I mean, he's never going to score many goals if that's his, the technique. He's, it's like he doesn't work on his finishing. Mm. Is what I would say. He's definitely not a natural finisher anyway. That's for no. sure. Compare him to I know there's a lot of talk about Walcott and that. Compare him to Walcott when he gets in and has a chance. Like you've, you're saying he's going to finish this because he's he's good finish. But you don't. With, I don't like that with Sterling. It's kind of will he take it? Won't he? Okay, d- 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 <laughs> things like that can come. Like I mean, it's like he's not a natural striker, so he will need a bit more experience. It's composure in front of goal. It's it's like kind of slowing yourself down, and as rather than just swinging the, the leg at the ball. Yeah. that's what he does. Yeah. And that's oh, that a lot of winger does. Scoundrel said. But a lot of midfielders, especially our defenders, even they just swing a leg at it when they get in and goal. Whereas like your strikers, like your Torres and Suarez and Rush, Fowler, like you know they. They got in and goal and it was just there everything, was a everything stopped for a yeah, second exactly, yeah. around them. Like it's not ninety miles an hour. Right, going going to going to the other side then of, of that attacking tree in Jordan Oib. What was your what was your taking? 
Now, given given he'd been out injured for a, for a fair bit, so it was coming yeah. straight back. Here. I mean, it was a again, it was an okay game, but like in fairness, this fella's only coming back, and he's he's a lot less experienced than a lot of the players that were out there. So you can be you can forgive him. But uh, no, he was he was alright. He mm. didn't have his best game, but sixty solid enough minutes. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I'm sure that's that was the plan from the beginning anyway. And like the great thing about that is Rogers, as soon as he's back fit, he has him in the team. Mm. Paul, yeah, I thought he was probably he was the quietest anyway out of the front three. I, I think as a right footer playing on the right, that probably in the modern game that probably is harder than mm. like Sterling's job on the left like you know trying to, trying to be players on the outside but he did it a few times and there was a few times when he cut in field as well where they had to foul him to, tell yeah. you, like, to yeah. stop him so yeah I think he did he, well enough considering that he's only just back yeah. and it is it's great to see him connect like the, the faith Rogers has in him that he'll throw him straight back in because mm. it, it would have been easy to start Markovic but and then, mm. well, maybe maybe Markovic could have started the game even mm. and he's all back in but it, I, like I, I have no problem I thought it was good to see him he's thrown straight back in he's a, he's a different physical specimen to, to Sterling in the way he plays isn't he Look, he's just he's just a much bigger Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like he's nearly like a fully developed man at this stage, and he's a yeah. huge bloke. Yeah. Um, I think what was most what I was with, with the eye thing, like it was he only got sixty minutes and he, he done okay. Like it was a good performance. I think he's only he's still only learning. It's an education for him. And Anfield was particularly quiet, and it was a strange atmosphere in it. And I suppose that was probably hard for him playing in that atmosphere, but because of the games he played before that, everybody was up for it in the morning and the crowd were completely behind him. There was the atmosphere was crap actually. Well, what I got from watching it on the TV. So that was kind of, it's all just part of the learning curve for him. Mm. And it's like the lads were saying, he's straight into the team. Happy days. Okay, right. To the let's, with the poor Al Markovic. Let's skip the midfield for a moment and get on to the cure egg. That's the defence, right? So back to a back four. <laughs> a back four that, that consisted of uh, Moreno at left full, Lovren, um, Emery Chan and Glenn Johnson. So <laughs> first of all, Mignolet, another good performance from yeah, I mean, aside from Coutinho, he was the uh, man of the match for me. Like, mm. you know, <laughs> did everything pretty much right. Yeah, some great saves as well yeah, towards the end of the I, first half. Yeah, coming coming out and claiming balls and commanding yeah. his area and all. It's good to see. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. long may you continue with that. So let's get on to the the, the four in front of him. And uh, Paul, we'll, we'll start with probably the the best performer of the four and that he didn't do anything too mental Moreno which probably given the, his last couple of performances we would have been a bit wishy-washy as to how he's going to perform in this game yeah I thought he was kind of steady probably the steady Eddie of the back four mm-hmm. I'd say um, like a, not a massive not a great game or anything like that but considering how like he kind of he was given goals away in the the kind of two games, pre- the two league games previously. That um, it's a kind of decent return to form for him. Like you, you'll take a quiet game over any of that. So yeah, I just he didn't do much wrong, and uh, I thought did well enough. Yeah. yeah. And so we move, well, on. Move, move on to your prepared. <laughs> <laughs> That's a show in itself. So then the, the the next man up who had a reasonably decent game, Emery Chan, centre midfielder, playing now as a, as an orthodox right centre back now. Mr. Reliable, isn't he? Yeah. You know, like if it doesn't put in a bad performance, he might put in a bad performance for him as a 7 out of 10, isn't it? I mean, yeah. that's the level he's at now. And that's, and I mean, that's what we've come to expect for him, which says it all about him. Did you get the sense when I was, when I was watching him, like uh, the first goal comes from a, a direct interaction. He comes out 
comes about 25 yards wins the ball and, and knocks it down Is it, was it Lucas that, it, that, that he, he wins the tackle off and it bounces nice the impression Lucas. I get off him is he has that has that aura about him that yeah. I'm in charge here mm-hmm. and even I think where, where I notice it more than anything is in the goal celebrations mm-hmm. no matter where the where the player is that scored the goal he's down on top and he's caught pulling everybody yeah. in together it's we're, we're in this together attitude mm-hmm. isn't it yeah. he's yeah, he's really impressive, isn't he? Yeah. You see him in the suit, he looks great. It's just time to give up. And you see Emery Town is just like, you wouldn't even try to compete with anything. Funny enough, I was talking to you or tweeting or texting you about it. I was watching him playing for the Germany under-21s against England. Now they were beaten, but just that's when you really see the levels that he's at because he's playing with lads his own age and it was just like it was too easy for him. It was like he was mm. playing with seven mm. or eight-year-olds. He was. Did you watch it? No, I, he was streets ahead of everybody else. Like yeah. if, if, if no one ever watched a football match before in their life and said, who's the best player that you just pick him because it was easy. Uh, I know that's getting away from the match. No, no, just, but yeah, and, and, and I suppose looking at him in a back, uh, like in a back four as an orthodox centre-back Andy, any chance you'd see a pairing with him and Sacco? Given that both of them like to come, you know, they, you, you'd naturally had a high line out of them because they both want to get up the pitch. I think it's a bit of a bit of a pipe dream, to be honest. Like, I go on about wanting the back four. Oh, the back four that played, I think only Moreno really is sort of deserved of being in the Liverpool back four at the moment. Oh, them four. Really? Yeah. Like, Chan can have moments. You know, with two centre halves, you don't really want, you don't really want like he does have kind of a moment every game like you don't want that you just want a solid two and I don't think I want him there as the solid two like you know he, he might do, do a job you know and Saka comes back to you know if, if need be but long term no I mean I think they like okay. Okay, keep, keep that opinion right for for, for the preview because I'll be, I'll be back to you on that subject right um, so anyway there's only two left now in the back four and this is where the real fun starts Lovren um, he was getting pelters all over the shop for his 90 minutes what was your own take on it Paul? I thought I thought he had two massive brain farts other than that I thought he did well enough obviously you know you don't want that and I, thought, I watched the match back on Sky as well and I thought Carragher and all, they were dead right when they said, at the moment, with him trying to come back into the team, like you want him to be like have you know a mistake-free 90 mm. minutes. Mm. So it's a pain in the hole that he didn't have that. Like And like the, the penalty thing, I was, I thought like Lee Mason was about 15 yards away from it. I was probably 115 yards away from it. And I went, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then, you know, no whistle came to me. Like, oh, jeez. You definitely, we were kind of saying, He's definitely just fucking lifted him out of it there, isn't he? Like mm-hmm. me and all my mates are like, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he has. And they they showed it like in the pub after the match, and like it it was madness. And then the 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 routine kind of ball that was bouncing over the defense that was going into Mignolet's hands, and Lovren just headed it straight down to who was a Perez, I think. <laughs> that was like that was mental as well. Like so, he, he did have that kind of the two moments of madness. But I, like I was watching him and. I think he, he has cut out a lot of the stuff like you know where I, I felt at the start of the season he was just focused on oh that's where the ball was and if like if teams shifted the ball across the front of our defence I thought Lovren didn't really move like if he was in, in the centre of the box and they moved it out to the right he never shifted over to the left whereas yeah. I felt that just kind of some more basic stuff I thought he was getting right he just mm-hmm. needs to stop being a fucking like lunatic <laughs> Andy you've, you, you've long thought he isn't as bad as people were making out Anything change your opinion of that the other day? Or would you say that this is Lovren's level at this moment in time? Yeah, like, I suppose it's, it's 
just trying to believe in a fella like more than anything. I just when you see a player getting so much stick and you don't think it's balanced, you try and find the positives. Mm. Now, like there's just no excuse for them two moments really at that level. Like, you know, and I wonder is he ever going to recover mm. and become a Liverpool player um with things like that. I mean what what planet is he on? <laughs> Doing things like that. It's just, it, it's not it's inexcusable. Mm. Was it? I think like you know when you look at the whole this season as a whole it looks awful that he did them like because he was so shy at the start of the season but I think since he's come back there hasn't been much of that at all out of him I think that's that, they were the biggest yeah. two probably I think no, he was alright and I think against Blackburn was where most people saying oh look Blackburn's well. alright he did well and he was actually doing grand up to the uh, which happened first the, 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 the peno, peno, the peno. so there was a bit of confusion going on there and next thing he just lost it for a while like, and yeah. you could see he was just in a frenzy so, like he was confused But is, is, the, is the worry with that though is that it, it spanned across the half time break you know normally you'd say a fella gets back into the dressing room and gets his head back together at that stage Yeah, but he came back out and he had another 15 minutes and it probably leads me on to the, the bit that I, I, I'd mentioned to you in, in the agenda that like it did take a small tactical change to to allow him to to regain his composure and regain some confidence, and that Lucas and drops a, a yeah. little bit drops yeah. in between them. And Johnson was moved out there. Yeah, yeah. Probably doesn't give him an awful lot of confidence. <laughs> <laughs> but he's yeah. able he's able to then go back and just focus on instead of having to be say a two in 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 in, in the centre backs. He he's got a little bit more license that if he makes a mistake, there is two then to cover what's going on around him. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> maybe. Maybe it is, maybe, I don't know, it's hard to say. It, it, he's certainly a player that, that suffers with confidence, like, and mm. a, a moments like that can destroy him. And, you know, like, you have it with Megale as well. Mm. You know, some players some players can just forget about it and move on. And then mm. some players will destroy it. In fact, most players will, will destroy them, won't they? Yeah. So, like like they were saying in Sky, you do need them to have a run, run of games where he, he does well. Like, just a few, six or seven now, or ten games. And... Make him put, start to believe. Well, I'm actually an all right player here again, yeah. but in his heart and soul, he knows the moment he's been. He's, he's struggling. He's struggling, he's and struggling. and everyone's watching him, and yeah. that's not an easy thing. Sure, we all know. Like no matter what, what walk of life you're in, or what job you're in, if you feel like people are watching you, you're going to make more mistakes. Yeah, right. So go now. Let's get on to the main man, the defence. <laughs> Recall as a, as the right back and uh, straight in. Glenn Johnson before we start let me just point out that that was one of the worst performances I've ever seen as a right back and I, I, I'm not even going to attempt to defend him at this stage mm. um, but I've gone past anger and it, there is elements of just pure hilarity in what's going on Paul <laughs> how enjoyable was it to watch him at the game? Um, like, uh, it's rare that you, like, you'd see someone just so off the pace and absolutely Nearly every time the ball came near him, whether it was defensively or someone just passing him the ball, it's just everything he did was just so off the completely off the pace. Like he's in thirty yards of space or whatever. Like the the ball's rolling to him, and like his body shape's wrong, his first touch is wrong, and then suddenly he's being closed down and he's giving away a throw or a corner. Like it's like I almost feel sorry for him because it's the sort of foot match where if you looked at him, you'd say I wouldn't put him in the team again for like a good long while, uh-huh. but. Like I don't know what's happened with Rodgers and Mankeo. Obviously, the the tactical like or the formation switch meant Mankeo didn't really have that much of a role for us. But if you're playing a flat back four, like I, I don't know why you'd play Johnson. <laughs> like a, and like you know you know kind of at the game where you can keep an eye on him. <laughs> you just like it's 
it's, it's like a complete disconnect from the rest of the team. Like he was just he he was playing like Newcastle's players, like rather than like a yeah. Liverpool yeah. player. Yeah. He was. He was atrocious. Yeah, he looks like a player who just doesn't care anymore. Yeah, yeah he, doesn't like give, that, that, he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't care. Yeah, no. And like Paul said, there, he just liked the whole Newcastle team. He would have slotted into there, lovely. Yeah, because he has no interest in it at all. He's leaving. He's going to Barcelona, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, he's according to his agents, right? But I don't think they've had any talks. But, about no, but they haven't been talking. No one has spoke to anybody about anything. <laughs> but he's gone there. But no, he's yeah. Listen, I don't know. We've said it all before. He's just a bag of shit, isn't he? He doesn't care. <laughs> He's getting his wages at the end of the week. Happy days. I'm out here in the summer and I'm going somewhere where it's going to be warm. Can you understand? When I, when I, sorry, when I watch the back, like, you know, on Sky where the cameras, the, there's a close-up of him after he's done something or whatever. I almost felt sorry for him because you could see him kind of going, Jesus, that, that was that was rubbish. Like, you know, the, he, he even got a tackle in on someone and then your man ends up on his arse or whatever and Johnson's like a kind of accidentally stumbles back into the ball and gives away a corner. And it's just, you know, proper, like, slapstick, shy, like, and, uh, like, uh, you, you know, like, any time the ball came near him, he's a bag of nerves, and, like, you, you give away a throw, and the camera just goes up in his face, and you could see him just kind of, like, sh- shaking his head internally, going, what am I doing here? Like, I think there's a little bit as well, as you know, we hear the crowd groaning when the bo- yeah. ball forward, the ball even gets to him, I think he's just thinking, it was like, I'm going to get lashed over here no matter what I do, mm. so I'm just going to kick it away. And I, I do have an element of kind of sympathy for him at this stage. Yeah, we we said all about all of, you know we can say about him, and we're not wrong on this. Mm. Like this isn't this isn't like suddenly suddenly happening. This yeah. has been brewing for years, <laughs> and it's just got progressively worse. And now, like if a young flick came on the scene and he put in that performance, he'd never kick a ball for Liverpool again. Mm. And Rogers, for some reason, like just. Decided to play him. You would play anyone. How can I can't figure that out though? Have you any idea why Rogers keeps playing him? I think there's an element that because we were so defensively frail in the first half of the season, he's probably back in experience when people are injured as opposed to putting in, say, younger players. Um, and especially coming off the back of two defeats, he's probably looked and said, right, there's Mankeo who's 19 who hasn't played in a while. Mm-hmm. And I've got Johnson, who's my experienced right back here, who, you know, is a former international. I'll probably just pay, go for the experience over because maybe he'll perform in this game. Like I, I, the, the bit that I questioned the selection, like the the, the stories were breaking that morning that the, you know that he wasn't going to he his contract wasn't going to be renewed and he was leaving at the end of the season, mm. and for a player who looks like who, whose form has dropped off since it, it's looked like he hasn't been getting a new contract, and is is is, is care like is, is, is sort of self worth in terms of playing in the matches seems to have diminished massively since he hasn't been getting a new contract. You wonder why he continued to get selected, even that because he just doesn't seem to have to fight in him anymore. I'm just throwing it out there now. Is it anything to do with that supposed senior players having a go at Rogers after the Arsenal match? That type of thing. Him being he is obviously a sitting now. Listen, this is just a big surmise. Mm. I'm just wondering. Do you think it's anything to do with that? Is he Rogers trying to appease the group of players by playing him? I'm just trying to find a reason here why, because I just honestly can't think of an honest, honest to good reason. I don't mm. know. I don't know. It's, it's hard. I don't know whether it's appeasing senior players because he, he's gone. At the end of the season, so you're not. It's not somebody that's going to continue to be a voice in the dressing room or a dissenting voice in the dressing room around it. Um, and you could easily park him if you had to. I think it's more or less what we don't see. Mm. Like he's picking him on the basis of seeing him in training, you know, every day of the week. Head of subs and <laughs> <laughs> whatever personality uh, Johnson has mm. around the place. Mm. He, you know, he's 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 picking on stuff we don't don't see. Okay, and he must be offering something more than 
he's offering on the pitch when around the place. I don't know. Um, and again, we want say Mancillo to come in, but maybe he's not putting it in and training. Maybe Rogers is not satisfied that he can trust him. Mm. But Jesus, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Haven't said based that. on what we've seen mm. on the pitch. I don't I know how Rogers could see it any other way. Had he been sent <clears throat> off? Remember the, the row that was going on? Had, yeah, had he sent so the two good. players off, it wouldn't have made any blind bit of difference on, on the game itself. No. It was like, all right, then, yeah. Well, anyway, look, going on, anyway, we haven't touched on the midfield. Uh, well, we briefly touched on in, in terms of Lucas and, and when he dropped in, the small tactical variation. But given the issues that we've had in the last couple of games in midfield, you know, not looking right, and even against Blackburn, it didn't look right. This was a massive step up. Now, mm. how much of that is down to Newcastle being poor and how much of that's down to us actually being good? But it looked like the players were on yeah. for, for that Newcastle match. And Lucas in particular, he went for for the full 90 minutes, which was good to see. Yeah. Now, they don't, um, it doesn't matter who turns up on the day. You could see they did their job yeah. exactly the way you would want the midfield three to play. Mm. And I thought, um, out of the three, probably Lucas like mm. was... Was just it, it did exactly for the whole ninety minutes. Exactly, you know. I thought uh, Henderson was quite good. Push forward, or forward mm. could be a could be a bit of a future there. Like depending mm. on the shape they play, because he has the legs to get back, and he's a ball in him. Mm. You know what I mean? And His passing was brilliant. Wasn't yeah, he? and he's he you know he's no problem getting out wide and whipping a ball in, or or you know just if the game isn't when they were kind of grinding out a small bit, mm. like he he kind of changed his game a little bit and got back and gave a dig out. So. There's lots to be taken from it. And then Alan, yeah, I mean, scoring a goal and all. <laughs> Let's talk about the goal. What, what, what was it like? Was there a, was there a friss on a noise when, when, when it was all taking place? Was there a real buzz going on? Um, it was like, it was up the other the other end of the pitch for me. And like, everyone was just like, was that Joe Allen? <laughs> Joe Allen just scored. <laughs> and uh, what you call it? Yeah, like I remember Lover nearly scored right ahead of everything, and Jesus, we could have a clean sweep. <laughs> <laughs> All the weirdos scoring. And, and, and Luke's header in the first half as well. Yeah, yeah Jesus, that was, so, that was some save from Cole yeah. as well, because as soon as he made a contact with that, I was like, that's a goal. And then I always flagged offside for it, but Jesus Christ, that was some save. Um, yeah, like I, I thought the midfield did well. Like Henderson popped up kind of everywhere on the pitch. Like it's a proper all action performance from him. And Lou Lucas, he was brilliant. Like he he murdered Sissoko a few times because like yeah, like Newcastle weren't up to much at all. Mm. But Sissoko's the type of player, you know, like someone who can get the ball, get on the ball, and like kind of run sixty yards with it. And that like the you know like Diame, yeah, like it was like players like that that are basically like just big like <laughs> just big lads who just run with the ball like big and fucking. Knock them off. Yeah, like, like they usually cause us trouble, but Lucas took him over a few times, mm. and he like you know that that's that's the way Lucas kind of defends. Mm. Like it's kind of like he sees something happen and he runs in and just tries to burst the ball. And the man at the same time, he's not someone who sits back on it mm. and subtly kind of guards the the. So like it worked worked really well. And Alan like steady Eddie performance from him on mm. a goal. Yeah. Is 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 this like and and is, is this a common complaint this level at Alan that when he plays well like he did against Newcastle he looks a decent player but the problem is that the, he he either gets injured now in the next game and goes missing for two and it takes him three games to come back or he isn't at the same level in, in the next game he can't he hasn't had that consistency of performance now I think um, the fortunate thing is and um, the Newcastle midfield was rubbish it was just a force of foremost but I, I think why in my opinion why him and Lucas had such a good game is because the between them two and the back four, the tactics were so rigid. I mean, they, they were it was obviously drilled into them. They hadn't. I don't think either of them had much freedom for. Mm. 
Yeah, they hadn't much freedom about. So when we hadn't got the ball, when the ball was in a certain area of the pitch, they had to be in a, posi- a certain position of the pitch as well. Like, for example, Lucas dropping in between the two centre halves and then Alan drops back a little bit deeper. And then when we got into possession, then they had a pre- they had predetermined positions to be in as well. So with that freedom taken away from them, they followed the game plan Exactly, and I think, and I, that's in my opinion, that's why their performances were so good. I think when you give them a little bit of freedom between the two of them, they'd be running around a little bit headless. Yeah, and then Henderson, Henderson of the midfield was the one that had the freedom because he was getting involved up front. So, um, yeah, the two of them were really impressive because they stuck to the game plan rather than anything else. I think, mm. and mm. I suppose there is a reflect. You have to think of what they were playing against as well. I mean, yeah, they just yeah. didn't care. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Right then, let's move into the preview of the FA Cup semi-final, the semi-final. This is a big match at Wembley. Mm. Not to be buzzing on the way down to Wembley. Hanfield <laughs> South. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so lads, Timmy Tactics, Villa, on a bit of a run of form after beating Spurs at the weekend. Mm. Are we nervous? Yeah, of course. Uh, like this is, this is our season now, really. Um to not to not get to the final now again against Villa <laughs> for Stevie's final. Yeah, it would it would be like I know you don't care about that cup and all that, but we're at, we're here now. I'm I'm a, a huge fan of the FA Cup. I know, but <laughs> it's it's the FA Cup semi final, and Liverpool is about winning trophies, and there's an opportunity here, and I think it will do Rogers the world of good if he can win a trophy. Mm. So for me, I just think it's huge, like and um. I'd be absolutely devastated if they don't beat Villa because it would be just an insult <laughs> to everything. We've been breaking our shit laughing at him even, you know, for <laughs> whenever he started, when he took over Spurs, like, you know, a couple yeah. of years. And uh, Jesus, like, it'd be just... <laughs> so, I'm very nervous, just for that very reason. Nervous of what could happen. But yeah. uh, I actually, I think we're comfortable enough. Yeah. I think that, yeah, they're well enough. And whatever about Liverpool on Monday, kind of not looking up for it because they're probably looking um, up up for it because they don't believe they can finish top four. They certainly believe they can win the FA Cup. And mm. we should see a team that's well up for it. Okay. They'll be up for it, but quality yeah. should. Should shine. Should shine, yeah. On the day. Neil, are we out? What's what? What's your take on this, especially with Villa? Like, t- like, take uh, and, and he's right. It's Tim fucking Sherwood. Yeah, right. You don't want. You just have to win this game, no matter what. No matter by any means necessary. You, you don't want this fucker in, in in an FA Cup final. No, but he's getting his day in the sun in Wembley anyway, isn't yeah. he? So he'll be nearly happy enough with that and say, yeah. "We're leading the team out of Wembley and all that." He'll be expecting on. a trophy if they win the semi final. I say he's made the space on his cabinet head. and the gaff and everything for he, it. He'll walk, that he, there. He will do the steps of, of Wembley <laughs> if they win in the semi final. <laughs> <laughs> what are you fucking doing up here? Tell. <laughs> I expect us to win, like Andy said. I honestly do, yeah. Um, and I, I, I personally think Sturridge was rested. I don't think he's injured at all. I expect him to start on Saturday. Mm. Is it Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, I expect no, it's Saturday. Because the, isn't the Arsenal game Sunday? Um, no, it's Sunday. It's Sunday, isn't mm. it? But uh, yeah, I expect us to win. And like Andy said, quality should shine through because we're a better team than them. Um, but then at the back of your mind, you're always thinking it is the, the magic of the FA Cup, isn't it? Okay. And it, it is a perfect fairy tale story for Sherwood to bring them to the final and win it, isn't it? I mean, that's the type of thing, you know what I mean? But I, I can't, see, I honestly can't see it happen. Yeah, yeah. like there's, there's a bit of a worry because like that situation at Villa is made for someone like Sherwood. Like they don't need someone who's com- coming in, you know, 
given, well, this is the system that we're going to play. It's just, you know, some fucking sap going in. Go, come on, lads, we're going to win this. It's just going to, like, just motivate the players. That's all they need. And it's, like, it's in fairness, it's something that, you like, you'd say that probably his only strength, Sherwood, is, mm. is, is like, kind of, that kind of charisma that he has. <laughs> like, where charisma. He, he could kind of get a bit, a bit out of the players that are in a more like that. The, and the, the other worry is that Benteke is coming back into form and, like, he... He does like to go in dry on us a bit, like so. <laughs> he's, he's coming in. He's coming into form just in time to do that, like so. That 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 is a worry. But yeah, like you have to say, you have to fancy us, really. Right. So we reckon we were going to win. So now here's the bigger questions. We've got Stevie back. Is he eligible for this? I yeah, think so. Yeah, I was just yeah, thinking that's that because it's only the league, league, isn't it? He's coming back in, isn't he? Well, no, it's not just the league. It's three games. It's three, three games. Are up, yeah, yeah. Skirtler's back. Uh, do they go straight in? Skirtle uh, certainly does, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Stevie? How do we set up? No, Stevie doesn't. No? No. Not even like, uh, you know, FA Cup semi-final. His last chance to get down before the final. Nah, no, like that. you have to you have to remove yourself. Like he, he let us down big time against United. Lasted less than 60 seconds on the pitch. So this is punishment, is it for the United? No, it's not punishment. It's just, it's just, he can't be trusted at the moment. Like mm-hmm. he, you know, he, <laughs> he played with spins all over the show. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to smash a player up more than stay in the pitch for the team, you know, and, mm. and try and see that game right. Now, like if if Jared is too worked up, you know, to to handle the game like the semi final, and not just wanted to kind of be about his own personal. If he wants it to be to get Liverpool to the final, yeah, that's what you want. I want well, a, I want a team that's competent to win, and I just I just don't feel. Jared has performed at all this season yeah. and that would be deserved of a place for sentimental reasons yeah, like the, now if the season goes on and comes to the final now we play our six remaining league games and Jared is in the team and he deserves his place in the final by all means but geez, you can't just put him in to the starting line bring him on mm. be grand half an hour or whatever yeah like we're, we're, we're running out yeah we're running out of kind of reasons as the season wore on to keep him in the team based on merit like and one of the only things like you know the kind of stock cliche that even you know people in the media say oh it's a big game you have to put Jared in for his experience and all like that kind of went out the window in the United game like mm. it's one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen so like the, I, I don't think there's really a reason like a justification for putting him in at all a bar like say, say like as Andy says in the last few league games or something there's a few injuries and he mm. gets in and plays well then yeah then if we did get to the final maybe but like there's there's no way he gets in the team ok g- given that we're saying right Skirtle comes back in who's going in? Well, Johnson Obviously, no. That's that, that, that's what I'm asking. I think, are, are, no, you, are, you, are you going, the, are you going to a back three? Staff, I think Rogers has a lot hanging on this personally because since the season started, he's been saying we, I want, yeah. we really have, we're going to, we want to win a trophy. Okay, yeah, so, so, so that's personally, that, he's a lot hanging on it. That's accepted. Right, what I'm saying is, we're saying that Skirtle goes back in, right? Mm. We're saying Johnson comes out, so back to, back to a back, back three, but mm. three at the back. No, Andy, that that leads us back to what you were well, saying. You could play Chan there, uh, right back. Would you? Yeah. No problem. Like he played a bit of left back for uh, Leverkusen, didn't he? Yeah, and he's played a bit of right back when we've when changed. We've had to. Yeah. So yeah, no problem. Um, it might suit me. You know, you, you get forward. Okay, so we. I think. I, I look. I don't think any of us will disagree with seeing Skirtle back in there. It's, it's how you set set up. Do you go three at the back and maybe push Oi back as as, as a wing back? 
Yeah, I mean, like, I wouldn't have, like, as much as I want to see a back four, I don't think they're ready, really for it because mm. we don't have a back four mm. that you can be trusted. So, uh, absolutely, yeah, you could you could bring it, go back to that and play up wing yeah. back or bring in um, Markovic or whatever. It's hard to know. I'd have to really look at it, you know, with, with, with Skirtle coming back and, and Gerard and all. Like, you know, there's more players available mm. and storage as well, maybe. Mm. Yeah. So, no, and that, that, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I know we were saying the performance was a bit weird, but when when, when you look at the the Newcastle game, we were better as an attacking unit the way we set up. Yeah, but I think our I think midfield was Newcastle were never going to hurt us. You know, the yeah. only th- the only people who are going to hurt us on Monday was ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, by by making mistakes. Now, Benteke could punish mistakes. Yeah, but like at, at the same time, that that Villa team. You know the the, Villa, the the likely Villa team that they said like it's going to be cleverly Delph and Sanchez in the centre of the park. Mm. You know, did Sanchez not get was sent he, off? Was he sent off? Was he? So he might be out for that. Maybe he is. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not 100 sure. I don't really follow Villa because <laughs> <laughs> I don't follow Villa's games. No. I, mean, I only follow Timmy on the side. I think he got <laughs> <laughs> manager Cam. <laughs> manager Cam. Just a focus on Timmy to see what he's. Jill on this week. Jill off. Jill on. <laughs> but I, again, looking at it, I. You're going back to your point about Newcastle and the lack of quality, and we all know there was a lack of quality there, right? It's no different with Aston Villa, surely. Well, they're they're pulling results here and there, and they're they've got Benteke, who's certainly better than what Newcastle had to offer up top. Okay, so Benteke is really the only threat. Agbon Lahar's a lot of pace. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, Agbon Lahar's done damage before. No, it's just as a unit. Like, you've seen fucking Villa as a unit. Like, they're not necessarily full of superstars, but... If this was a league match, would you be be nervous? No, certainly not. Like, not as nervous. Because, like, you know, you drop points in a league game, you just continue on. But that's it then, you know. Mm. Don't be the... You know, the season is uh, pretty much finished unless... Unless a miracle kind of happens and we can... The only, the only problem is that, like, you know if we do play the back three, like, the in recent games with that, like, teams have made it look, the midfield look really square, like, it's it's really hard to pass it into the midfield that has yep. been. And I think with, like, the Villa have a lot of spoilers, like, Cleverly and Delph are just, like, they're, like, they're not going to do much with the ball. But, but they will. They're, they're, they're put themselves around. Like, yeah, and so, like, and they'll get around us, so, I don't know, like, maybe, maybe a midfield three would be better, because I, I think, like, like, we were talking about Allen's kind of up to in there, and like compared to the game, mm-hmm. like the recent games, and like I, th- I think a lot of that is I think he looks more comfortable in a tree rather than you know when it, when it's two people sitting together and he's yeah. he, he's the you can press onto him. Like. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so yeah, leaking goals though, Villa, aren't they? I mean, under Lambert, yeah. they didn't concede a fat goal, and they, but they weren't scored and share were turned that around. But now it's it's vice versa. Now they are conceding goals, so I think we're well good enough to take a take a, a couple of our chances against them. Okay, so uh, so we're all saying Skirtle back in. Well, obviously, Loving stays. Yeah, just a bill. Okay. Kind of because he has to, you know. You wouldn't consider a sacco. This goes. I'll go back to my earlier point in terms of Skirtle and Chan as your two centre backs. Yeah, it's mm, it's probably now more risky than Skirtle and Lover, really. Mm. But um, no, no. I don't know. I'd be, I'd be on the other side of the fence. If I, I think I'd rather see Chan in there at, at the moment in terms of. Because we're always pushing So Chan plays left centre back. Yeah. That's where he's played. When he's played as a centre back, he's predominantly played there. 
Well, and he had a few dodgy moments, like in the back three when he was on the left of it. Yeah, but I suppose it's when he has played as a centre back. Yeah, uh, in a two. Yeah, you mean not for Liverpool though? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. See, you uh, you watched a lot of him before he came to Liverpool. I watched none of them. Mm. So. Jesus, like, I mean, if you're saying and you've watched him and he's done well. I, I, I'm just, uh, what, what, my, my thinking on it is, going back to your point about Lovren and not yeah. being able to get a six or a seven out of ten, right? And you're, going, you're going to Wembley, you want somebody who's going to be able to get on the ball at the back and makes good passes. But now Normally you'd say, well, that's Sacco, right? And you have yeah. Sacco and Chan there, they're, both of them get the ball. They're more than capable of playing it out from the back or stepping in and doing something. If, yeah. we, if we go with Skirtle and Lovren, we don't have that same capability. And yeah. you know, an awful lot of our good attacking play has stemmed from one of the centre backs stepping in and, and mm. starting the attack off. Because going back to your point, Paul, when the, when they've stepped in, you're saying that the back, the midfield tends to be very flat when we play with the four in there and there's, there's three at the back. That creates the space for them to push on and give different angles on the ball. I, I, I suppose that's that's just my thinking. I, I always like to see one ball playing centre back, and I don't see who the, see who the ball player is between. I think the Skirt whole and like, the whole idea with the, when we were conceding goals at the start of the season, the whole idea with the three centre halves was that if you've three centre halves there, kind of you're legitimising the other mistakes the other two guys mm-hmm. are playing. I mean, like if Andy was saying, there's a mistake and there's two rickets in love in every game, and there's possibly a couple in can with the three mm-hmm. of them there. And negates that possibility a little bit, yeah, so yeah, you, you tend to be seen. A bit, so it has a bit of validity sure. in it. That all right, yeah. I wouldn't have a problem with that actually. Come to think of it, you make it sound. You make it sound like you dress up lovely there. Yeah, I, saw, <laughs> I mean, I, I think that. like I think like if it if it happened and we've seen evidence of it, mm. then okay. Mm. And it it does sound like you know going forward like a great partnership having Chan back there and he's <laughs> playing football from the back out and. You know, we've other players in midfield. He doesn't even have to be in there because they're going. It sounds great because mm. you would miss him at the back as well. Mm. Haven't seen him back there. Like mm. he's he, he kind of has become something you, you, you enjoy seeing at the back. Yeah, Chan and the way he can come out and the way he can use the ball and he can pop up then before up the mm. pitch as well. Like and he's done it. So it sounds great, but is he going to try that out on Sunday? Mm. No, yeah. I hear, I hear, yeah. I hear. Of course, I mean, you are. You're a lunatic yeah. who doesn't give a shit about the <laughs> FA Cup. And I, I, I is, fucking love the FA Cup. <laughs> and I'm on record as saying I care about it when we get to the semi final. <laughs> it's unlikely he's going to try out something like that. I mean, I don't think Rogers probably felt that's the end of Lover in the half of that game on Monday. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. he would have seen, aside from the two mistakes, he would have seen more evidence of he's actually okay you know we're, mm. you know, we're, we're starting to see a player who's starting to feel a bit more comfortable and a bit more confident in himself ok then so Paul line up what is it for you fucking hoes um, I I'm jeez oh like Skirtland Lovren that sounds like a nightmare like because of you know yeah. the way they started the season but at the same time like I don't want to, like you know you're talking about like having you know like Chan there in at at the back as someone who's stepping out with the ball now but like for me the bread and butter of going forward is like with the midfield passing mm-hmm. it and I just think the last few times that we have like tried to play three at the back with two in midfield it's just it hasn't worked it's too easily negated even with even if Chan is there so I probably would try and go four three three. Mm. Yeah, it is, a, it is a nightmare trying to pick like a centre half combo. Who's starting up tough you? Uh, I'd probably keep it the same actually. The the fluidity of the front three that that, mm. that started Newcastle. Yeah, I'm going uh, for for kind of four three three flat back of uh, Moreno, 
Lovren, Skirtle, and then right back, Jan. Mm-hmm. Right, that means Johnson's nowhere near. <laughs> so straight away, and then uh, midfield again: Henderson, Allen, and Lucas, and up top: Coutinho, Sterling, and uh, is Oyep Cup? This actually, yeah. I fucking yeah. is. Yeah, actually, yeah. So, Markovic. That doesn't sound so great now. <laughs> <laughs> um, if storage is fit, then storage has to go in. But I actually would like to see a, a busy, a busy, busy harder working front three. They cause problems mm. when you have um, the fellas that aren't, uh, you know, like that. Aren't static. Yeah, yeah. You know, storage just, I won't say he's lazy, but he's not, he's not like the other, you know, the other lads are going to be working for your game. Like, yeah, yeah. whereas storage does a little bit of trotting out here and trotting out there. Look, if, if he was storage that was scoring lots of goals and he was producing magic, I'd be straight back in. I'd be I'd be saying disregard the fact that he doesn't work his balls off, yeah. but he's not really, he's not really give give us out. That's the, you know if he's yeah. fit, then maybe he came in off the bench. So Steve, yeah, I'd have Steve. to look across the front three, um, again because you know Jordan Oibus cup yeah. tied. Who else could come in? The lad is injured as yeah, well, isn't it's he? It's Markovic or storage or, yeah, or, or really putting Stevie into that front three. No, no. Okay, Neil, any changes to Andy's? Uh, I'd go three at the back I mean that's the, the formation that got us out of trouble and mm. got us the run of results we were on you know I mean we were in the mire and we went three at the back and everything seemed to fall into place that's what I'd go with I mean it's just if, if we were playing three at the back Sacco got injured Lover would come in for him so Skirtle is a, is a mainstay in that for me so I'd go three at the back um, and I'd bring Sturridge in as well mm. Okay So how many do we win by? One I'll go two one Yeah I think we'll score three goals yeah, I think it's going to be tight, tight win. So, one uh, 0 or two one sort of thing. Yeah, I just don't see. There's nothing to suggest that Liverpool are going to go out and destroy Villa. So there's no point in just sort of shouting out mad scores. <laughs> like it did I against you know, to be Paddy Power now, three nil. No, I didn't. I do expect us to score. <laughs> I do expect us to score three, two, at least two, anyway. Okay, so tight win for the two boys. Neil is going with a three considerable goals. win. A considerable win. And I reckon we'll win 3 1. I am Lou Suarez. You are listening to Trippers Chat. <laughs> okay. Um, Trev's not here to do Trippers Chat, so. It's not the same. It's not the same. Not even have any, don't even have any funny. Maybe, maybe we'll just see if Trev can ask the questions. There's no excuse for not being here. No, no, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with him this week. No. He's just sitting at home scratching his hole in the study. Yeah. Refusing to take pictures of it. That's really what he's doing. Let's be honest about it. Will I ring him to see if he'll ask the questions for us? <laughs> Come on. Because I don't get the same kick out of this fucking house of malarkey. <laughs> wow. Right then, fuck it. Come on. We get, we get this done. Um, okay, first one up from Nick Wall. He asks Which Liverpool player would have the best WWE finishing move and what would Rogers' be? Neil. I don't watch the WWE because it's a lot of shit. And I'm in my that's, that's a great is, fucking help. Which though. is another cheers, thing. I'm in my tortoise. Like, I'm doing a Trev Scorpio Stroppy stuff. So what would Rogers' be? What would Rogers' He'd be a member, man. He'd have to be talking someone so much shit that they just drop. <laughs> they just drop? Yeah. <laughs> he bends their ear to the point that they just drop on the ground and that's it. They're out cold. The figure four eardrop. Pasco. <laughs> Could put his nappy on and sit somewhere. Beat them down with a giant rattle. 
fucking hell. Um, I don't understand this one. So this should be really helpful. What do carnival, and I'm assuming carnival people do when there's no carnivals on? I don't, well, they have big hands and they smell like cabbage. <laughs> it's a fact. <laughs> no, no, well, like, there's always carnivals on. Like, just because there's no carnival in your town doesn't mean there's no <laughs> They're all over the shop going to deal carnival. Right then, the Weinberg asks, who is your favourite love-hate player in world football? And I'm going to put in excluding Liverpool players. <laughs> so it has to be Rio for you. Yeah, I'd say so. He gives you enough ammo, doesn't he, Rio Ferdinand? In fairness, you haven't mentioned Rio in a good while now at this stage. He's fallen off the radar since Stan Collymore threatened to tell his missus who he's been riding on Twitter. So, <laughs> Did he do that? Yeah. Because he was, remember, Stan Collymore was having arguments with some other no It was fucking Carl Henry or something like that. Yeah. And Rio Ferdinand jumps in, you know, going, well, 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 well done, Carl, winding him up. And Collymore says something like, oh, I know, like, you know, some player who I, who played with you as well. Wouldn't like to tell your missus the stories he's telling you about you. Ferdinand didn't tweet for about another week. <laughs> <laughs> Completely shut him up. So yeah, but he's off the radar a bit now, old Rio. Yeah. Andy? No, I, no one really springs to mind, sorry. <laughs> There's no one that you fucking hate, but you love hating them. Uh, gosh, which is an awful lot of it, but I, most of the peop, people are cel- celebrities, are ex-footballers I hate. I just hate them and I'd rather they disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> I don't enjoy the hate. Like, like, so, no. Pat Nevin, for, for example. Um, Jason Roberts asked, is it possible to have a poo without doing a wee at the same time? What do you mean? Oh, beans. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, where the fuck did you make that connection from? Uh, no, uh, it's not possible. There's always at least a dribble comes out. Even if you have a piss and you know you kind of decide to treat yourself to a shit. Actually, yeah, I'll have a shit as well now. And you sit down, there's always a bit more comes out. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be uh, it'd be a waste of a visit to the Jacks as well. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you want to be you know, for economical four. about your day. <laughs> <laughs> you may as well start it out there. Start it all up. There's Andy, he looks happy. He must have got a piss in with his shit as well. <laughs> looks delighted with himself. I won't have to go back now. Or that when you're standing up having a piss and then you need a shit and, and you say, oh no, well, I need a shit now and you have to go try and get your trousers down here. How, how am I going to manage this? It's going to be piss everywhere. So then, no, maybe that's just me. Do you never have a dehydrated one, Luke? You know when you've had way too much to drink and then you just, you just, run, you just can't piss anymore the next day? Ah, oh, no. No? Deep line medical issues there, Phil. No, I you might want to see a dog. Talk to Andy. No, you couldn't. You couldn't. You couldn't? No. Don't have you? Have I? Yeah. Obviously. Well, yeah, not all the time. Do you know when I have, I'd say? Do you know when you're getting um, the camera of the Jaxi? <laughs> no, because I've never had one of no. the Jaxi. No. Well, you should do. What age are you now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still only 37 mate yeah no you should like early signs of uh, colon cancer and all like you know there's pre um, you know you can get polyps and all that no harm known if they're there yeah so get the camera with the jacksy there's, there's been nothing wrong about my fucking <laughs> my, my constitution I ain't now but anyway the, the, uh, the, the prep for that yeah. is, is, is fairly bad so you're given a load of medication and you're, you're not just, selling and <laughs> you're just uh, no. <laughs> I've had an enema uh, well th- that's, that's not like the prep for it is it that's a <laughs> yeah but an enema is when they force yeah 
up the hole. Mm. No, this is this is like a, you drink a solution. Your man said drink a, a couple of litres. <laughs> <laughs> you drink a couple of litres of solution that you mix, you know, with a powder and water, and then there's other stuff you take with it. But you're literally just in and out of jacks for the whole day, and you're just pissing out your ass. So you don't destroy the so camera. You wouldn't be. Ah, uh, oh yeah, it has to be clean. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> sticking, <laughs> sticking cameras. Just wedging it up. Yeah. <laughs> It'll go, keep pushing. It's <laughs> a big ghosty up there. <laughs> big load of beans and peas at the top. <laughs> just sitting there, festering with the sausage that was dipped in the beans. It's Fields well, admin time. As ever, a big shout out to the guys in the Astro Park who let us record here every week. If you need to play some football, five-a-side football or whatever, get on to them and get tell Del Tip and the Day Tripper sent you. I'm sure he'll give you a nice little discount. Keep your eye on the AIP um, Twitter account because that app is going to be launching soon and you will find us on there. Um, and we will have that special show once the app is launched. Um, but nothing until then. But um, So keep an eye out. We'll give you more details as it is and we'll be up on our own feed as well. So for the second last time, it's myself, Phil, here, saying goodnight to you all. I've been joined by Andy Young, Neil Gray, and the irrepressible Paul Brennan. This is The Trippers. It was a little bit more sombre, but we'll be back next week. Keep listening. He just doesn't give a box. He's he, a gave, p- he gave two passes, right? where he tried to play it down the line, but like, and it was hard to see who he was trying to hit, because like, you know, you're right behind it, and you're like, that that was only going to hit that Newcastle fullback, like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know where that was going. Like. I couldn't get, I just couldn't get over it, I didn't understand the selection, that was, of all the, of all the players that he selected, like, back four, playing him, and they literally ignored him the first half, there was, was, was a bit of that wasn't Emery that? Chan was essentially playing right centre back and right back yeah. and I was coming in and covering when fucking Chan had to go in at the centre and oh, we were just, oh, just pretending he wasn't the there ball, like, like he was like well Johnson's there so I'll probably just dribble him <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh I'm bother passing him no he'd get on the ball and he'd run past Johnson and then he'd pass it to Oib and it was just like <laughs> see his agent was at that cracking end from the link of the Barcelona did you see that who Johnson yeah the Barcelona yeah. Because Danny Alves is leaving. You know, the same quote he did about Roma, we haven't spoken to them and they haven't spoken to us. But we're thinking about Barcelona and what? Of course they haven't spoken yeah. to you. Of course they haven't. They haven't spoken to me either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the same. Oh, he's quality. Do you remember, remember, remember his, uh, his inside knowledge on the football? Oh, it was genius. Yeah, he yeah. had a tip that there was a match getting thrown. It was a ma- there was a match getting thrown. <laughs> and the guy had beaten two and over like three minutes. Where is this coming from? A fella? <laughs> Where is it coming from? And it turned out it was some Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> a group of yeah. equally minded fucking mugs <laughs> got together. That, that somebody is in there going, oh, fuck, I'd say, I'm thinking, I've got a tip. There's a match being fixed in Argentina, right? And he was there. I heard about this, lads. What's going to happen is they're going to go one nil up and then it's going to be one all and then it'll be a penalty. <laughs> we all got excited because that team went one up. Yeah. But sure, someone has to go one up. <laughs> <laughs> 50-50 it's like you know women that go around predicting the sex of a ba- their mates pregnant yeah, yeah. you know oh, it's a boy and then it's a boy and everyone's like whoa <laughs> fucking hell you got it right did you know so I heard from my sister's friend's cousin that Kohl's has the lowest prices of the season and had to see for myself 
for real, the deals are so good. I got my kids summer tees for $5.99, a cute swimsuit for myself for $17.99, and a shark vacuum for $199.99, which will be great after Sandy Beach Days. I got Kohl's cash too, and I got it all in less than an hour with free store pickup. So yeah, summer, I'm ready for you. Select styles ends May 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. Sports Social Podcast Network.